is brought to you. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carlton. This is the Bill Carl Show. Tropical Storm Gordon heading toward the Gulf Coast along Mississippi, and it looks like it could hit uh, tonight as a hurricane, a Category 1, with uh, the effects of that really stretching all the way out past New Orleans and back to the east uh, along the Florida Gulf Coast. And so we pray for those folks. In fact, my wife Missy was in New Orleans this weekend. She sent, uh, she went kind of for her first girls' weekend in a long, long time. And we ended up uh, putting her on a plane last night, and I picked her up at Tampa International right at midnight last night. So thankful to have her home and uh, praying for safe travels for those who are in that area and for those who live there, uh, just praying that everything uh, holds up and that God uh, spares lives and property in that area. Such a scary thing. It really is. I, I just, last year for our friends in Texas, I believe it was Harvey, and of course with Irma, you just never know. And I think I think that waiting is the hardest part of it. When you see it coming and you're trying to prepare and that level of stress uh, that comes along with, and then, of course, during the storm and then the aftermath, uh, it, it's just a terrible, terrible time uh, for folks who are in the path of that. And uh, we continue to hold them in our prayers. Some uh, breaks in this case in Largo with the missing uh, child, uh, young boy, Jordan Beliveau. The, the police have released a surveillance video, and they say that they may have isolated a, a witness uh, to that child's abduction. This all started, it, it's such a strange story and such a scary story. Mom walking along, I believe, East Bay in Largo this weekend. She was trying to get to somebody's home. Very, very long walk. Uh, somebody stopped and offered her a ride, uh, supposedly a good Samaritan, or that's how he was uh, posing as, as somebody who wanted to help and you know, convinced her that uh, that he would take care of her, that it was okay, that he understood. And anyway, her and her two-year-old baby got in that car. She woke up after being knocked unconscious and her child gone. And so uh, the Largo police feel like that there's a break coming in this case soon, uh, and they are looking at all the leads. And again, that surveillance video has been released. And then uh, also taking a look at what's going on in the Tampa Bay area, you know, one of the things that we've seen pop up around here, and I don't recall it really in all the years that I've lived in here, probably the last five years, and maybe you've seen it. There's a, actually a gas station down the street from me that sells this Kratom tea. And apparently it's, they often sell it, they'll also sell what's called CDB, which is supposedly uh, the oil that comes from marijuana without the uh, the THC, without the uh, ingredient that would make you high or, or hallucinate. Uh, but apparently this Kratom tea is, it's it, it's a tea that comes from Southeast Asia that they have used there for medicine for years. And you've seen these Kratom bars uh, spring up where people will go and have this tea and hang out. Apparently it has some type of effect that can be euphoric or act as a stimulant. Uh, 
maybe if you're anxious, that's what they say. But apparently it's unregulated. There's not a lot the FDA has been able to do about it. And now here in Tampa, a mom is suing three of these Kratom bars on behalf of her daughter, her 19-year-old daughter, who has experienced psychotic episodes and hallucinations so severe. This is an article in the Tampa Bay Times that she was at one point uh, Baker acted, confined. And so there's three places that are being sued. It's Bula on the Beach, Bula Cafe, and Mad Hatter's Ethnobotanical Tea Bar. And she's suing them for negligence, believing that her daughter, Brett, has suffered frontal lobe damage to her brain after drinking this stuff. And, And this is just another episode where, really, there's so many things in life that we try to take to get away from ourselves and particularly at that young age, and and it ends up like this. And so she's trying to, to, to get some help here. The FDA is saying that they can link 44 deaths over the last nine years to the use of this Kratom tea. But nobody seems to be able to stop it. And it just seems like we're always fighting on some front. First it was uh, the pill mills. And then it was the artificial marijuana, the K, what was that called? K, K2 or K9 or something. You, you know, they were selling it in packs. Spice is what they were selling in the, in, the, in the stores. And now it's this Kratom tea and it's this CDB. And it just seems like nobody can really get a handle on this stuff that's, it's not quite illegal. You know, it's not the guy on the, in the alley or the street corner it's the local gas station. It's the local Kratom bar. It's that local place where people are deciding to do this. And that's one of the hard parts, too, when you talk about, and I'll draw this back, the line back to marijuana, is on one hand, you do have people who are very, very sick, who receive at least a pain benefit or a palliative benefit. Uh, you know, they're dying of cancer. It allows them to eat. It allows them to feel some sense of relief. But at the same time, marijuana over and over, they're showing, uh, destroys the frontal lobe for uh, particularly boys up until about the age of 22, 23, does significant damage to the frontal lobe, uh, can cause psychosis, has been linked to schizophrenia. And so what do you do with that? And this is where we're struggling, and this is going to be an ongoing issue. So she's posed this lawsuit. Three different Kratom bars, and uh, they're trying to fight this, just saying, no, this isn't real. It doesn't ever happen. There's no brain damage associated with that. So we'll see what happens as uh, time goes on and this uh, that this kind of begins to make a dent. And finally, uh, a lot of chaos marking the start of uh, the confirmation for Brett Kavanaugh for Supreme Court justice. Protesters at those hearings today, a lot of disorder. Uh, just a ton of uh, disquiet over his nomination, particularly from the left. Have to see what happens with this, you know. And I think we had uh, we had our friends from Focus and the Family talk about this. You know, he really is Brett Kavanaugh does represent that vote that could reverse Roe versus Wade. He does represent that that uh, vote that if a case comes back before the Supreme Court, uh, you could see control of this issue go back to the states. You could see states that tend to be socially conservative, once again saying, hey, look, not here. And then you'll see states, uh, I would imagine, that are more liberal. Uh, You will probably see this more in the Northeast and out to the West where they're saying, hey, we're going to make this uh, as available as we possibly can. So he represents that. The left knows it. The right knows it. And uh, I'm looking at a big fight 
over this uh, in the next coming days. There's already votes enough to get him confirmed. If they can get this to a vote before the elections, the midterm elections, I, I, I think he gets confirmed. And uh, it probably will stand as one of the singular uh, achievements of the administration ha- since having come in uh, back in 17. I don't think there will be any denial of that. And it's one of those things you just really can't roll back. You know, if the left if the left does take control at midterms, you can roll back tax cuts. You can do some other things. Once somebody's on the Supreme Court, they're on the Supreme Court. Coming back uh, after the break, LaDainian Tomlinson. NFL running back, Hall of Famer for the San Diego Chargers, is now an actor, part of the God Bless the Broken Road film that we'll be previewing tonight at the AMC 14 West Shore. I'm looking forward to that. If you haven't signed up, don't know if you're going to be able to get in there. If you have, get there around 630 so make sure I put you in a seat and we'll watch the movie together. More to come on the Bill Carl Show with Danian Tomlinson on the way. We're going to talk to a missionary in North Korea. Interesting ministering to your enemy. Kind of one of those things Christ did. We'll talk about that more in the Bill Carl Show. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. When an opportunity comes, sometimes... It may be dangerous. Sometimes it may be very difficult. Am I going to operate out of fear or out of faith? And an opportunity is a God-given occasion in which He wants to use you in some fashion, in some way, to help somebody, encourage somebody, give to somebody. That is, to, to make an impact in somebody else's life, whoever it might be. So I wouldn't say you should go uh, start counting how many opportunities that you've missed, but rather begin to think about, Lord, enable me to start recognizing the opportunities around me. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at InTouch.org. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. Weekday mornings at 9. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. The good news is that Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to us when we could not come to God. And He gave Himself. He offered Himself up on the cross for our sins. Praise God for that. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. I set out on a narrow way many years ago, hoping I would find true love along the broken road. Welcome back to the Bill Carl Show this day after Labor Day, Tuesday. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. I just, I adore holidays like Labor Day and Memorial Day simply because it's almost already the weekend again. 
and you got to love that. Well, tonight we are heading to the movies, uh, 7 o'clock tonight at uh, AMC 14 West Shore, and it's the film God Bless the Broken Road. I had a chance to actually have a look at this before you will tonight, and there's a lot of great actors in this movie. We've got Kim Delaney and uh, a number of others who are part of that cast, Jordan Sparks, and then there's the pastor, Pastor Williams, and that role played by none other than Hall of Fame running back LaDainian Tomlinson. LaDainian, thanks for joining us on the Bill Carl Show today. Thanks for having me on. So I have to say, I was previewing the film, and I knew that you were in it, but I didn't know which role you were playing when I first cued it. And they, they brought on the pastor, and he's, you know, giving the message from the pulpit. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, that is LaDainian Tomlinson with a major role. You're not just doing a cameo in this. You're, you're really acting. Yeah, I had uh, a pretty extensive part um, where I had many scenes where I had to do, you know, speaking lines. And I'll tell you, it was a great challenge, Bill. It, it really was. And, you know, it was something that I never experienced before, but uh, I embraced um, the opportunity. You know, it was such a great, great film and a great story that I, I know will inspire and bring hope to a lot of people. And so um, I was I was honored that I got the opportunity to do it. When you were in the NFL, and I'm on the East Coast, so I didn't see a lot of you, but every time it seems like I caught a Chargers game, you would do something spectacular. It, it looks so effortless that you almost think, oh, man, he's just a natural. He gets, gets out there and does it. But I think the real truth is that as much talent as God has given you, you had to work on that and develop it year after year after year. What was it like to walk onto a movie set and to be asked to act and to do that with some of the maybe the same skill that it took you all those years to acquire uh, to be a, a Hall of Famer in the NFL? You know, for me, I approached it in, in the way that first, like you said, God had, you know, given me this opportunity and, and really um, allowed me to to play this role for a reason. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that I thought about. And then the other thing was just portraying, even on set, when we when we weren't shooting, that I was the pastor there. So that role of being Pastor Williams, I tried to embody that role throughout my whole time of, of being, you know, there, what was it, four or five days that I was shooting my part. Mm -hmm. I was Pastor Williams. I wanted everybody on set to kind of look at me as Pastor Williams, not a football player. <laughs> and so um, that was, the, that was the, the first thing. The other thing is all the things that I've learned in playing football and, you know, preparing for football games every week and studying the playbook, I kind of took that same approach, the same passion that I took as a player in, in this acting role, learning my lines, taking direction from our director, Harold Crump, you know, understanding his vision for the film. All those things is something you got to take into account when you're doing a film. LaDainian Tomlinson joins us today. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. The movie God Bless the Broken Road officially hits theaters uh, this Thursday. LaDainian, talk about how you connect with this story. I know that maybe you didn't have the same situation that the lead character Amber has, but you had some tough things happen to you growing up. I believe you, you guys had a beautiful new home that burned down, and pretty soon you're out living in a shack in the country. Talk about that a little bit. You know, no one is immune to the challenges and trials and tribulations of, of everyday life, this journey of life that we go through. 
and certainly I had my challenges, as you mentioned, from watching our house burn down as a as an adolescent, and then having to adjust our life to to being in a small, basically a small shack mm. where we would have to go get water out the well to just take a bath, just to cook food. Um, I remember those days vividly, and and it was it was a struggle. But also the other thing is um, going through what over 50% of the families in this country go through, and that's divorce, having to, you know, see my dad walk out the door mm. and, and not knowing the reason why and, and not seeing my dad for a number of years and not knowing why, struggling with, you know, just depression of not having my dad around. All those things is, is challenges that everyday people go through. But uh, in my testimony, I'm, you know, I'm here to say that you can overcome anything if you if you have the faith and you have that foundation in God that you can always rely on in, in times of need. That's what the movie God Bless the Broken Road is about. LaDainian Tomlinson, NFL Hall of Famer, plays Pastor Williams in this movie. Uh, LaDainian, talk about how God helped you through that time as your father walked out, as you had to really endure a disappointment in a lot of ways that's like Amber's in the movie. When did when did God really help set that right for you, and what was that what was that like? Well, it took a number of years, uh, Bill. It, it, you know, it was it was tough initially, but you know, the one thing that I, I think uh, you know God kind of put into my life was the, the coaches, and and even I had I had a stepfather come come on, you know, come into my life a couple of years later, but. I, I think it was football, really, that really allowed me to kind of come into my own. Mm. Um, and and I, I was blessed to have this athletic ability to play football, and I was really good at it. And so that, that helped me define who I was at the time as a kid in coming into my own. But it wasn't until college that I got a chance to, to reach out to my father and really spend a lot of time with him. And these these were some of the best days I had, mm. just talking to my father on the porch one Saturday morning, you know, when football during the off season, just spending two or three hours just talking to him and understanding his point of view of why he had to leave and and the things that he went through in his own personal life. What a precious thing that God can make those things new again and, and make them better than they were. I think we all get into a place sometimes when things like that happen. We think even God can't fix this. And I think when we look at God bless the broken road and a woman losing her husband in Afghanistan, it's just always amazing to me. And I don't know why it should be. I've been a Christian for years, but God truly can fix those things that, that nobody thinks can be fixed. Absolutely. And, you know, at the time, I think human nature, as you know, as, as the Bible says, we we battle with our own flesh mm. of just the human nature. Um, human nature is the question, why is this happening? And we always over-question, you know, well, this is, this is the worst thing that could happen. You know, like, I can't come back from this. And, and it's simply not true, you know, because that's what the devil want us to say. That's what the devil want us to think, is that we can't come back from it. But, you know, God... God made us to to actually overcome anything that the devil puts in front of us, and I think this movie 
uh, inspires us to to believe that, to be able to overcome the worst things that we can possibly go through. You know, what was that like playing a pastor? I was doing a little bit of my homework, and they were just saying that, you know, you're used to kind of fire and brimstone, let's get loud preaching on a Sunday, and, and this pastor's a little bit different. That, that's right. You know, growing up in a small country town, and, you know, I was used to, you know, pastors being real fiery and, and, and you know, yelling at the congregation and being, you know, just exuberant, all those things that we, we see sometimes from pastors. And I got on set, um, you know, thinking that that's the way I was supposed to be. And Harold, Harold Cronk, the director, says, he says, no, I want you to be loving. I want mm. you to be welcoming, you know. And, and I quickly had to change my mindset. And I went, you know, I, I've been around pastors my whole life and had a number of, of pastors that I've been a part of their church. And so I've seen both both ends of the spectrum. I've seen the exuberant pastors, and I've seen the kind, loving pastors. So I just had to take my place, um, to uh, take my mind, I should say, to a place where I did know pastors who were loving and, mm. and welcoming and, and guys that really didn't do a lot of screaming and yelling. That's awesome. LaDainian Tomlinson joins us on the Bill Carl Show. That would be me, Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. LaDainian, you've been such a great guy to, to spend some time with us today. I know that you're super busy. Uh, before we finish up today, just one more question. is: As people go to see this movie, God Bless the Broken Road, which starts in theaters later this week, what's your hope for them? What do you hope folks come away with? I just hope that they, they be inspired uh, beyond their own imagination. And that they they can just uh, that their faith will strengthen, that they will find this story is relevant, and it's is really uh, something that many of us go through, either directly or indirectly, um, being connected to our military and, and losing a loved one, and even beyond that, even if you you don't have a loved one that that is serving in our military or, or you don't lose a loved one in battle that you can you can question your faith you know in in different situations it doesn't have to be losing a husband or a wife or what or whatnot questioning your faith sometimes comes from losing your job mm-hmm. or you know just simply something happening to your son or daughter or you might be having you know, got diagnosed with cancer. You know, those are things that causes us sometimes to question our faith. But understand that those are the times where you really need to to rely on God um, and be close to God so that your your faith can be strengthened in those times. Awesome. I was going to say Pastor LaDainian Tomlinson here on the radio with us today. LaDainian Tomlinson joining us. The movie is God Bless the Broken Road. Looking forward to the premiere tonight. And LaDainian, looking forward to seeing more of your performance. Thank you, Bill. So if you're coming to the movie tonight, God Bless the Broken Road, and you signed up, please get there early. 6.30 would be good or even a little bit before because uh, we kind of pack them in. And then if you show up and all the seats are taken, 
yeah, that's kind of all. Want to see you there, though. It's going to be a great movie. God Bless the Broken Road with LaDainian Tomlinson playing Pastor Williams. Now, if you're a pastor for real and not an actor, we'd like to see you at the Pastor's Appreciation Day coming up October 11th at Armature Works. Such a great opportunity for you to fellowship with other men of God and to enjoy a great meal and incredible fellowship and inspiration from Dr. Mark Bailey of Dallas Theological Seminary. Sign up at letstalkfaith.com. Thanks for listening to The Bill Carl Show here on Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. You can also stream us live at letstalkfaith.com and on Alexa. That God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Bracing for Tropical Storm Gordon, expected to strengthen to hurricane status by the time it hits the U.S. Gulf Coast as a hurricane later tonight. Then move on into the lower Mississippi Valley on Wednesday. The National Hurricane Center says people shouldn't pay too much attention as to whether Gordon is technically a tropical storm or a hurricane. Could be deadly either way, likely causing flooding and a major storm surge. It could be, in the center's words, life-threatening along parts of the central Gulf Coast. The governor of Arizona has selected former Republican Senator John Kyle to fill the Senate seat of the late John McCain through January of 2019. Kyle says he is committed to serving through the end of this year and will not seek office in 2020. And Kyle served in the U.S. Senate for 18 years until he retired in 2013. Some fireworks today at the beginning of confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh in the U.S. Senate. This is SRN News. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a lot 
life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodie Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Could your marriage use some remodeling? Then save the date for September 8th, 9th, and 10th for the 2018 Renovate Your Marriage Conference at Bethany Baptist Church in Plant City. The featured speaker is John Couch of This Day Ministries heard here on Faith Talk. Attendees will be led in powerful worship each session by Jeremy Brook. The Renovate Your Marriage Conference is free, but registration is required. For the full conference schedule and to register, go to ibelongatbethany.org. That's ibelongatbethany.org. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who've served our country, guys like me. Support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Learn how you can help at VeteransCrisisLine.net. But if only you could see them, you would know from their faces there were kings and queens followed by princes and princesses. There were future power people throwing love to the loveless, shining a light because they wanted it seen. Well, there were cries of why, followed by cries of why not. Can I reach out for you if that feels good to me? And the riders will not stop us, cause the only love they'll find is paradise. No, the riders will not stop us, cause the only love they'll find is paradise. Welcome to the Bill Carl Show. I'm Bill Carl. It's 435. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. So if if you were Jonah and God sent you to Nineveh, what would Nineveh look like to you these days? Would you be afraid? What if God sent you to North Korea? Because what do we know about North Korea? Well, they've got a leader that has a reputation for feeding his own people to dogs. Uh, we have a, a, a leader who has a reputation for threatening us, basically the whole world, with a nuclear holocaust. Very unstable. And a country that has become what's called a hermit nation. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Olympics this year when they sent a delegation along with South Korea. And it, they had these cheer squads. And it was it was cool and creepy at the same time to watch them kind of all in sync back and forth forever and ever and ever. So would you do that? What if God called you to the Nineveh, maybe North Korea, and instead of showing up from the belly of a fish, you came in a surfboard? Well, Gabe Segoin is a guy who's made that journey not once, but multiple times. And he's talking about today. Uh, now, now, Gabe, I was at your website, by the way, surfingnorthkorea.com. 
And uh, it, it's the book, right? Surfing in North Korea and other stories from inside. Did I get that right? That's right. That is uh, <laughs> surfingnorthkorea.com, and it's the title of the book, Surfing North Korea and Other Stories from Inside. Uh, I do other stuff other than surfing inside North Korea, so wanted people to know about that as well. Well, your story fascinates me, one, because I saw the video right there on the website of you catching just a tasty wave there off the coast of North Korea. And other the other idea of that is something that's kind of been on my heart for a long time now it is obviously the, the word tells us that it's anybody can love people who love them but really the hallmark of who we are as Christ followers is loving those who either hate us or have been uh, projected to be hating us and so for you to go to North Korea and share the love of Christ in so many different ways just really captured my attention tell me how that journey started for you well it really it boils down to God leading and giving a heart to me for a certain people. I went to South Korea for the very first time in uh, 1997. That was the time they were right in the middle of a big famine in North Korea. And now I didn't know much about that at the time, but a gentleman, a South Korean gentleman shared with me and and the group I was with about the famine. And that was kind of the the beginning of God touching my heart Mm. to really um, have a heart for people that, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. All I knew is the political situation. They are considered our enemies. We're considered their enemies. But it was really God birthing that heart to reach out and and see people that yeah maybe don't consider us as people that would love them and come and help them and, and meet their needs. So yeah, it's a long long story, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, I would imagine you have to have a certain amount of want to to be able to do that. And what I mean by that is, it's not easy. You don't just wake up one day and say, hey, "I'm going down to the airport and I'm flying to North Korea and I'm going to spend a couple of weeks hanging out and preaching the gospel." And yeah, how? What did it take for you that initial time, that initial journey to to even get yourself into the country? Well, it actually took over well, I would say about eight years from that initial time, from uh, getting that heart of wanting to go to actually being able to go. It's not its not a place that's easy to get into, although pretty much anybody in the world except for now U.S. citizens and South Koreans and Israelis are all, it's open for them to go. But back then it was, there weren't that many channels. So it took a while for me to, to not only develop the heart, but figure out how to do it. Um, so, yeah, it was a long process, probably seven, eight years of being able to figure it out and what, what I was going to be able to do, how to do it, and then actually, yeah, getting on the plane and going. What was your final in? What was what was the breakthrough for you to be able to, to make a case for them to say, yeah, come on? Well, I started out doing humanitarian aid. That's really an easy way to go in when you say, hey, we want to help people in need. So that was the, the open door. I was thinking about doing green energy projects in the country, and you might have seen the satellite photo of the Korean Peninsula, where the north is you know, pretty dark, and mm-hmm. so it's a need for them to have electricity, and so they invited me in under that, that kind of uh, umbrella of doing green energy kind of projects in the country. That's not what we ended up doing, but it was, it was definitely an open door for us. Gabe Segoin is our guest today, and he is the author of the book Surfing in North Korea and Other Stories from Inside. You can get an introduction at surfingnorthkorea.com. Gabe, one of the things that kind of stood out to me, obviously, is you've got that video of you catching waves 
in North Korea, but you're not the only guy out there surfing. I mean, there's some other fellows out there having a good time. Talk a little bit about what it's like to be there versus what we think it's like to be there. I mean, what are some of the things that you experienced that maybe uh, warmed your heart or some things that we'd be surprised about there? Yeah, you know, people are people no matter where you go, whether it's North Korea or China or India. People are all, you know, trying to live their best lives and take care of their families and get their kids an education, and North Koreans are no different. So when we go there and we want to engage them, we want to be friendly with them, and we want to show our love for them, then they respond in kind. It's it's kind of a, just a should-be-a-duh thing for, mm-hmm. for anybody. But, you know, when we go there and we are sharing something like a sport of, of surfing that they've never seen before, it's interesting to them. It's, it's something they're curious about. And we're able to actually grab people off the beach in North Korea and get them on surfboards and share this awesome sport with them. The coolest thing about it is when we do that, the people that are part of our, our surf camps, our participants, they're usually English-speaking tour guides, and they end up being the teachers. So they're teaching their fellow people how to, you know, paddle the board and pop up and uh, ride the wave, which is the most awesome part of it. So that and that must be just a moment to see that in somebody's face when they catch that first wave and kind of the joy that comes along with that. Uh, That must open the doors for you to be able to have some pretty interesting conversations. That and the other thing you've done with the uh, with the humanitarian aid and the drilling of wells and that type of thing. Once that door is open, how able are you to communicate messages with them, the message of grace? Well, we have to understand that North Korea isn't a country that has religious freedom in the way we understand religious freedom. It's not okay for us to go and openly proclaim uh, the gospel message to them. But what we're always really looking for from them is for them to ask us the why questions. Mm-hmm. Why are you here? Why Why are you bringing this sport of surfing here to our country? Why are you drilling water wells in our country? Why are you helping us with food aid and medicine and those kinds of things? And when they begin to ask those kinds of questions, then that leads to conversations where they might ask other questions. Now, and the same as many other countries in the world, if they ask us questions, we're able to answer those questions. So those those are the conversations we, we want to have because it's them that are initiating it, not us. Um, and we've had some great conversations in North Korea about about religion, about politics, about all sorts of different things that you would think, wow, you just can't have those kinds of conversations in a country like North Korea. But it is possible. Wow. Uh, Gabe Segoin joins us. He's the founder and executive director of Love North Korea Ministries. Check out this website, surfingnorthkorea.com. And again, that video is just so awesome. Uh, So let's again talk about perceptions. I caught a National Geographic uh, special uh, probably a year or two ago with Lisa Ling. And she went in undercover in North Korea with a, a set of doctors who were doing some work there. Uh, going into communities and helping people with with uh, maladies and in in conditions that here would just be so easily treatable over there they're they not nearly advanced they don't have the facilities and it was for them at least on that special a very secretive very hey we've got to have hidden cameras we got to be really careful there's people watching us all the time what are your experiences in that country? They seem to be so much different from what we see in the media. 
Yeah, for journalists, it's a really different experience when they go into North Korea because they want to get the quote-unquote real story about the real life in North Korea. But that's what's restrictive. The, the North Korean government, we have to understand, is pretty sensitive towards any sort of stories about their country that are you know, in a negative light. So any journalist going in, they're going to have that kind of uh, experience if they're, if they're going in above boards. Obviously, people are going to go in and try and be sneaky. We don't want to do that at all. We want to go in and totally above board to mm-hmm. be able to have a, a relationship with them and then be able to capture the moment. And so we're able to do that with full approval of the North Korean government. So all the videos you see on, on the website, or I have a Vimeo page that has even more videos, um, Vimeo.com, LNK Min, LNK Ministries for short, um, that has more surfing videos. All of those were with approval of the government, and they didn't they didn't seem to mind as long as we were you know, there to be honest and show our experiences in the country. It's interesting to me. I mean, and they have to know what you're there about. I mean, after all this time, I'm sure that you being there to provide kind of a bridge to be able to share the gospel, they have to know that. Um, talk about that. And has that been a conversation uh, that has come up directly with government officials? Well, they their version of religious freedom is you're free to believe anything that you want. This is what they've told me directly. You're just not free to share it. Okay. So they, they do have this idea of at least partial idea of what we would understand religious freedom to be. So that part of it, as long as somebody's initiating, as I said before, that's no problem. Um, when we want to go in there and we want to overtly share, then that, then it really becomes a problem, whether it's leaving a Bible behind or passing out gospel tracts or those kinds of things. So, yeah, I think we just need to be sensitive that they're not at the point where they've opened up enough to say, hey, we're, we're willing to let you say whatever, or whatever you want, however you want to say it. Uh, we, I think that's going to happen at some point just by the nature of them opening up their country. They will change the point just because openness brings more re- religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that will happen in the future, but it's going to happen not on our timing, on really on their timing. Hmm. And this is going to seem like kind of a self-indulgent question, but I do have to ask it. Uh, as you've taught people to surf there, and you're saying most of them are translators, English-speaking translators, and we've just got a minute. And then also, well, really quick, will you, will you hang for the next segment? I want to talk to you about uh, what your your take has been on the Trump summit there. But uh, really quick, have you ever had some of these government officials see what's going on and going, I, I want to learn how to surf? <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I've had uh, I've had people that, uh, for example, the photographer, the government photographer, he got so tired of seeing his friends on surfboards that about the third day of our very first surf camp, he took his camera, marched over to his bag, shoved into his bag, zipped it up, walked out into the waves, and said, "Give me one of those surfboards. It's my turn." Awesome. Um, we had a chef, a chef from a hotel oh, wait, who was wait, watching I, us. I want to hear I want to hear this whole story right. when we come back in just a minute. We're talking with Gabe Segoin, founder and executive director of Love North Korea Ministries, online at surfingnorthkorea.com. More in just a moment on The Bill Carl Show.
The movie Adrift, which is now out on video, tells the story of two kindred spirits who set off on a trans-Pacific sailboat journey only to encounter a massive storm that leaves them broken and adrift. This film, based on a true story, is well-acted and at times emotionally stirring. It showcases love and heroic endurance during an incredibly perilous sea disaster. But this is also a difficult movie to watch at times. There are bloody visuals, physical torment, foul language, and some sensual situations to swim through. So I'll give a drift. Two and a half small tins of sardines out of five for family friendliness. Before you rent or buy, check out more at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies? I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Families Plugged In. But maybe that's a time to share a story from your heart about where you got ripped off from your best friend or somebody made you the target for the day. And you use what I call vitamin E, which is encouragement. Reaching into your hurting child's heart can be a challenge, but Dr. Kevin Lehman offers this on Focus on the Family Minute. But here's the other part of that. Honey, listen, it's going to be a rough day. You know that. I know that. But at lunch, look for a kid that's sitting by themselves. And sit across from there and start a conversation with that kid. And then come home at the end of the day and tell me how your day went. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that that kid is going to learn something about the heart and relationships that would they would never learn. More encouragement and practical parenting tips from Dr. Kevin Lehman at FamilyMinute.org. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Let's face it, we live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications. Here in Florida, with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors, it's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for, or they're not licensed at all, compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. Not only are Mr. Sparky electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888 Sparky. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. My husband's blood pressure has dropped 30 points. I've lost 8 pounds. He's lost about 20 pounds. His arthritis is gone. You guys have given me back my husband. I'd come home from work, and if he beat me home from work, he would be laying in the recliner, and I would feed him supper in his recliner and would be like really boring, pathetic, old people watching TV while we ate dinner and then go to bed exhausted and wake up tired. I came home from work last night and he was mowing the lawn. It was just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. (laughs) When you call, use discount code now and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800- 2468751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code now. In the morning- 
Welcome back to the Bill Carl Show. Tuesday, Tropical Storm Gordon heading toward uh, the uh, Gulf Coast between New Orleans and uh, and uh, Biloxi, and we're praying for those folks up there, uh, having been through that. And uh, here in the Tampa Bay area, continuing with that tropical weather, getting those rain bands occasionally, and uh, that's just part of where we are until October. Well, talking to uh, a new friend, Gabe Sagoin, he is the founder and executive director of Love North Korea Ministries. He's written a book called Surfing in North Korea and Other Stories from Inside. You can go to surfingnorthkorea.com to see some of the pictures. And over the last few years, Gabe has been uh, focusing on being able to share Christ, kind of in working around the end, using humanitarian aid and business and uh, cultural exchange, obviously the surfing, to share Christ with those in the Democratic Republic of North Korea. Of course, Gabe, as we uh, welcome you back recently, President Trump there on a summit there's been, uh, you know, back and forth on how successful that was. Wherever you're at in that mix, we cannot deny that it was historic and totally unexpected. What's your take on all that? Yeah, it seems like he's the first president that thought it would be worth trying, and mm-hmm. thought to give him credit for that. Um, we know he's a he sees himself, and you know he's been successful as a deal maker, and I think he really believed that he might be able to get a deal done. Of course, as you said, it still it remains to be seen how that's all going to work out. But I really give him credit for trying. Um, for me, it was an amazing moment. Um, cautiously optimistic about it that you know we can really see something happen. But it's not really a purely political issue, though. I don't think. I think you know we can all be part of seeing North Korea and South Korea have peace and peace between North Korea and uh, the U.S. and the rest of the world. Yeah, that would be, I mean, and I think, of course, that's the that's the outcome all of us uh, would hope for. I just think it seemed so impossible for so long. And, of course, again, we talked about the media and how that's reported when you see documentaries on North Korea. Uh, what's it like when you're there, though? I mean, do you, when I see a documentary in North Korea, it just seems kind of so dark and so, uh, the situation so dreary, Um do you sense a level of fear or oppression when you're there? I think on my very first trip, I felt that. Um, we know pretty much we're being watched by everybody that, that sees us everywhere we go. So there's that kind of level of you know nervousness that you don't want to mess up. But generally speaking, when I go, it's, it's kind of it's like going anywhere in, in a sense. Um, it's re- it's a very safe place to go because we're going on invitation of the government, mm-hmm. and the government there is their highest uh, entity that they respect. So to do something to a foreigner would be going against the government. So we're we're not going to have anybody in North Korea kind of you know uh, rob us or anything like that. Um, so it, in, in one sense, it's very safe. In another sense, you know, you still feel like yeah, it's, it's North Korea. Don't forget where you are. Um, they're definitely not, though things are changing rapidly in the country, they're definitely not at a place where, you know, we consider a certain amount of freedom uh, is to be normal, and they don't have the kind of freedoms that we have. What would surprise us about the people of North Korea? I mean, you hear so many stories, and you've got such great photographs. What would you go, yeah, nobody ever expects this when I tell them the story? One of the stories that comes to mind is when we are, we're on the last day of our first surf camp, and we had all these North Koreans around us and, and about uh, 20 foreigners, about half of the, the group was American, U.S. citizens. 
And the guy that was part of the um, Surfing the Nations is our partner organization that does the surf camps. And he grabbed everybody and said, let's get in a circle and put our hands in together. And he just led us in the shout. And we all said, for peace, and, you know, put our hands up in the air. And it was a moment that I, I kind of was so shocked. I thought, wait a second, did that really just happen? Because wow. that's not supposed to happen in this country where you have all of these foreigners and North Koreans and, and literally half of us were Americans in this country shouting for peace together with local people. It was really, really an intense moment where we were able to see something that was possible that we all thought would have been impossible. Wow. And that's what, that's what the gospel is all about, isn't it? Something possible that we thought was impossible. Reconciliation. And what a great illustration. Uh, Gabe Segoin, again, is the founder and executive director of Love North Korea Ministries. Uh, the book is Surfing in North Korea and Other Stories from the Inside. Gabe, we've just got another minute or two left. If we have this conversation, say, three years from now, what would you hope to be able to report by then? Wow. I'd, I'd love to see a peace accord worked out between North Korea and South Korea and, of course, the United States and uh, UN, UN uh, forces on the ground in South Korea. Um, we've got 28,000 troops stationed there as U.S. US Army. Um, we've got a million-man army on the other side of the DMZ in, in the north. And, you know, this situation's gone on for so long that we're just kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's totally possible to see peace happen, to see all sides come to compromise on, on the various different issues, and then from a position of peace, work out what needs to be worked out, whether it's the nuclear issue, whether it's, you know, how long do we keep U.S. and U.N. forces on, on the Korean Peninsula, and what does national unification between the two Koreas look like? You know, in three years, I'd love to see some of those problems being solved, but not from a position of uh, official war, but a position of having a peace accord and normalized relations. Yeah. That would be a huge answer to prayer and, and just an awesome thing to see. Awesome. Gabe Segoin joins us today. Gabe, thanks for your time. The website is surfingnorthkorea.com. Surf is up. Back with more in a moment here on Faith Talk 570, 910 at FM 102.1. From the acclaimed director of God's Not Dead. I regret to inform you that your husband was killed in combat. When she lost her husband, he chose to save me rather than come home to you and your daughter. She lost her way. On September 7th comes an inspiring story about the power of family, faith. I'm not giving up without a fight. Courage and hope. He will show them that nothing is impossible. God bless the broken road. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters September 7th. Your child is back in school, and you already know that this isn't working out. The values, the curriculum, the influences. It's just not the right fit. It's not too late to make a change. Choose from the finest Christian schools in Tampa Bay with half-off tuition at ChristianTuitions.com. A private Christian school could be the key to success in your child's education and in life. Choose the right school for your child and get half-off tuition at ChristianTuitions.com. ChristianTuitions.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at Let'sTalkFaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. His intellect is unquestioned. His judgment 
is highly regarded. And I can personally attest to his character and integrity as a colleague. Brett Kavanaugh will thoroughly and faithfully uphold the trust that is our heritage, the Constitution of the United States of America. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice introducing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh to the Senate Judiciary Committee after a stormy morning of accusations and demonstrations. Then Kavanaugh himself spoke. For 12 years, I've been a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. I have written more than 300 opinions and handled more than 2,000 cases. I have given it my all in every case. I am proud of that body of work, and I stand behind it. A rocky confirmation process is expected. The White House is dismissing Bob Woodward's upcoming book, which is critical of President Trump. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says Woodward's book is nothing more than fabricated stories, many by former disgruntled employees, told to make the president look bad. In excerpts published by the Washington Post, Woodward describes a dysfunctional White House and a president who is not trusted or respected by top aides. The book, titled Fear, Trump in the White House, reveals that top staffers questioned the president's intelligence and removed sensitive documents from the president's desk to keep him from taking rash actions. Greg Clugston, Washington. The Gulf Coast is bracing for tropical storm Gordon. J.R. Walsh, boarding up a home in Gulfport, Mississippi, says he's hoping the storm won't be too bad. We made it through Hurricane Nate, Category 3, last November. Just fine, no damage, and hopefully this one will be even less. A hurricane warning was in effect for the entire Mississippi and Alabama coast, with predictions Gordon would become a Category 1 storm. On Wall Street, they're down by 12 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. What's a small change that can make a big difference in your day? From improving work performance and productivity to boosting energy, Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you get more done and feel better doing it. Order now to fit it into your year-end fiscal budget. Find Veridesk through GSA Advantage or visit veridesk.com radio to learn more about how Veridesk can improve your workday. That's v-a-r-i-desk.com radio. The Kremlin has criticized President Trump's warnings against a possible Syrian government attack on a key rebel-held enclave. President Trump on Monday sent a tweet warning the Syrian government and its allies against a reckless attack on rebel-held Idlib province. Russia has been a key backer of Syria's President Bashar Assad, and now Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has reiterated Russia's position and called Idlib a hornet's nest of terrorists. Asked about Trump's tweet, he says such warnings do not take into account the dangerous and negative potential of the rebel-held enclave and show that the White House doesn't have a comprehensive approach to solving the Syria crisis. I'm Charles Duladesma. Kerry Perry has resigned under pressure as president of USA Gymnastics in the wake of the Larry Nassar scandal. The move comes days after the U.S. Olympic Committee questioned the direction of the organization under Perry's leadership. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. A lobbying group representing European automakers says EU proposals for cutting emissions of the greenhouse gas gar- carbon dioxide 
could result in manufacturing job losses. Correspondent Jeremy House has more on that story. The European Automobile Manufacturers Association, or ACEA, says, quote, overly stringent CO2 targets, as well as unrealistic sales quota for battery electric vehicles, could lead to serious structural problems across the EU. The European Parliament is expected to vote next week on new emissions targets for the period after 2020. The existing target is for new cars to have average CO2 emissions of 95 grams per kilometer by the end of 2020. Last year, the average was over 118 grams. Jeremy House reporting. Brussels-based ACEA cited a report it commissioned claiming that because all electric vehicles require fewer parts, fewer workers will be required. More at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is brought to you by EDI Travel. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker Good afternoon, I'm Bill Carl, 505. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910-FM 102.1. And, of course, as we take a look at the afternoon headlines, getting an update on Tropical Storm Gordon, which bypassed us yesterday and is now heading uh, for the Mississippi-Louisiana Gulf Coast. In fact, uh, a hurricane warning from the Mobile-Biloxi area, and then as it spreads out uh, with New Orleans to the uh, west and then a little further east uh, into Florida, we see that as a tropical storm warning. Looks like in all likelihood it will come ashore as a Category 1 hurricane. I'm so thankful to have my wife home. She was actually in New Orleans over the weekend. Yesterday we thought better of it and called it, and she flew home, and uh, I'm so thankful. You know, this is one of the situations, and Missy was even telling me, she said being in New Orleans, and she was talking with one of the tour guides about whether she should stay or goes. Off mic, he said, you know, really the pumps that we use to pump out uh, water here in the city, they're not to full capacity. And so uh, just to, so much to be aware of, so much to be careful of, and definitely better safe than sorry. So we keep all in the path of Gordon in our prayers. We know what that's like here in Florida. Uh, we stand with them before. And, of course, should there be any damage uh, in need of repair, we stand with them after. And I know that local church groups and, and uh, utility wire or utility uh, workers are all ready to, to help respond to that. More close to home, Largo police have released surveillance video showing a man at a gas station, a possible witness related to the disappearance of Jordan Beliveau. This from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, earlier this afternoon, they brought out video that shows a man at 200 East Bay Drive at the 7-Eleven. Uh, they think that he may have been the one who spoke with Jordan's mother on East Bay Drive the night the two-year-old went missing. Apparently, mom was with her child had a long way to walk, had been offered a ride by a, an ersatz a Good Samaritan, and that turned into a nightmare as she was knocked unconscious, and when she woke up later, her son was gone. We'll keep you updated as that story develops. In other news, as we have seen the push to legalize marijuana uh, and really take it beyond just medical use into recreational use, you've seen uh, these places pop up around the area for kratom tea, which is... Not really marijuana, it's but it's along that line where people use it uh, in the same way. 
And now a, a Pinellas woman has filed a lawsuit on behalf of her daughter, uh, who she says has suffered psychotic episodes and hallucinations so severe that at one point she had to be Baker acted. Uh, so Mary Tabar is suing Bula on the Beach, Bula Cafe, and Manhattan's Ethnobotanical Tea Bar for negligence. You know, and Kratom is one of these unregulated things. It, it's kind of, uh, you know, really not on the radar screen of the FDA or any other law enforcement agencies. And apparently it's a, it's a tea, a tea leaf. And in some places and cultures, they use it to treat anxiety and pain. And it's known for somewhat of an opioid effect on those who, who drink Kratom tea. The FDA is trying to get its arms around this to regulate it. Over the last nine years, the FDA says they can link 44 deaths in the United States to the use of Kratom. And finally, as we head toward November, a scandal still looming over the Andrew Gillum campaign for governor in Tallahassee. The FBI has been investigating charges of corruption among city officials there for quite some time now. Gillum says the FBI has told him that he is not the target of the investigation. The FBI has not made a comment one way or the other. Former agents say they don't feel like there will be any definitive action on that case before Election Day. As we move into September, we're not too far from October. October 11th is our Pastors Appreciation Day. At Armature Works in Tampa Pastor, it's free for you to come out, enjoy a great meal, equipping sessions, and so much more. Sign up at letstalkfaith.com. And we recently met a great pastor here, new to the Tampa Bay area, David Phillips, and his uh, wife, Courtney, their first services at Real Church, meeting at uh, Clearwater High School, September 16th. 10 a.m. and again at 11.30 a.m. in the auditorium there. Quite a story these folks have, and I wanted to share some of that with you today. Now, David, I had a chance to meet you a while back, and you came in and just said, hey, you know what? A year ago, God us, called us out of nowhere to come to Clearwater to begin this church, and and so we did it obediently. I just moved the whole family down here, started working with uh, Pastor Aaron Burke over at Radiant Church, and then just on that call from the Lord, decided that this was going to be a reality, that real church was going to happen. So I just kind of wide-eyed looked at you and said, okay, well, we'll see what happens. And now that we've kind of told the beginning and we're coming to that transition point, I wanted to share your story with others. So kind of give us the behind the scenes on that. Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. I I grew up... I grew up uh, going to church. Uh, you know, a lot of people would say uh, I, I was drugged to church from from the time <laughs> that I was a kid. You know, uh, but but I actually liked it. I came to know Jesus as a as a four year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember that time. My dad led me to Jesus, uh, but I know it was real because I've just known him as long as I can remember. And I, I never really planned on planting a church. It wasn't it wasn't my dream. I uh, I actually ran from ministry. Mm. Um, my dad being a pastor, my mom being a principal, uh, everyone always told me that I would either be a teacher or a, a pastor one, one day. And I always said, heck no, I won't. <laughs> and so after college, a church wanted to hire me as the, the college young adult pastor and math teacher, which is exactly what I said I'd never do. Right. And so I knew that that was submitting to that call and I Jonah it. You know, if you know the Jonah story, right. I ran hardcore and ended up in the belly of the whale. So I'm going to jump in here because we've had this conversation. You not only did a Jonah, you did a real Jonah 
you left and you joined the Navy and tell everyone what you became in the Navy. Yeah, I, I was a submarine officer aboard the USS Rhode Island Gold, uh, which is a boomer. Um, which right means, into the belly of the fish. Right in the belly of the fish. You're exactly right. <laughs> What's a boomer? What does that mean? Uh, we carried the ballistic missiles as strategic deterrents. So wow. you pray that no none of the, the other nations do anything stupid because you're the ones with the, that you know have control over the red button. You, you want to come back from <laughs> you want to come back from a six month cruise and say absolutely nothing happened. Exactly. Right. We were silent and 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 no bad things happened around the world. <laughs> wow. So very successful. Then, obviously, in the Navy to become an officer, what was the turning point there? When did you say, you know what, enough of uh, the military life? And by the way, thank you for your service. Well, thank you, Bill. Yeah, so I I ran from, from ministry. I wasn't necessarily running from God. I wanted to do ministry wherever I was because that's, you know, we're all ministers of the gospel. So God was moving in a major way on the, on the submarine. Uh, there was a lot of people coming to Jesus. And there was just this moment in time when, you know, I was going through some, some really difficult things in, in my life and learning a lot. And I just, I screamed out to God in my quiet time, why am I here? I don't understand. Why am I here? And he reminded me of my father mm-hmm. who's a pastor, but before he was a pastor, he was a high school football coach in Wisner, Louisiana, which was the most drugs per capita in the United States at the time. And he made a promise to God that every Thursday night, and he always told me this story. Every Thursday night, he would uh, drive the school bus to the projects, pick up, pick up the kids and their parents, and take them to the local church and preach the gospel to them. And he promised God he'd do that every Thursday night for a full year. My little brother was born on a Thursday night wow. that year, and he was there for the birth and then left to go do what he promised God he would do. Wow. Yeah. So he, he always told me that story and he said, son, this was my seminary. This mm-hmm. is where I learned the character necessary to carry the call. This is where I learned the love necessary to love anyone and everyone. And in that moment on the submarine, God, why am I here? He reminded me of that and tears streaming down my face. He said, son, this is your seminary. This is where you're learning the character necessary to carry the call. This is where you're learning the compassion necessary to love anyone and everyone. And so I submitted in that moment, <laughs> instead of running and doing the whole Jonah thing, even if I'm doing following my dad's footsteps or my mom's footsteps, whatever, um, I will follow you into full-time ministry if that's what it means. After that moment, how was it uh, in terms of being able to extract yourself from your commitment to the military? You know, I, I didn't extract myself. So when, when I was I was released from the military, honorably discharged and everything, the, the next day after I got out of the military, I was hired full time at the church where I was uh, attending, which is, is miraculous. Wow. I went from being a submarine officer to a janitor. Uh, wow. Yeah. And God told me to take the position. Now I, you know, with the training, I could have been a nuclear engineer, you know, and, and so you learn leadership and then you learn servanthood, man. It was, I, I did not want to take that role. It was a pride punch in the gut, but I needed it. I, I, my wife told me I had to take it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with David Phillips. He's the pastor of real church launching at Clearwater high school in the auditorium. 10 a.m. is their first service on September 16th, 1130, a service as well. And you can find out more at realchurch.us. So you just mentioned Courtney, your wife, saying, you know, you've got to take this this gig, yes. being a janitor. So you, you've got yourself, you've got Courtney, you've got Trip Salem, and Eden, six, four, and three. Mm-hmm. And last year, you answered a calling to leave your town, Winsboro, Louisiana, to come to Clearwater, Florida, 
with nothing other than that calling to begin a church. Talk about that. Yes. So I moved uh, after working as a janitor for a little while at that church in Northeast Florida, which is where we were living, um, you know, began to build teams there. God began to promote, which is all him. And he called me back to Winsboro, Louisiana to help my dad with his church, uh, to be one of the pastors there, begin to build teams. And, and so I, I went back and as I was doing that, uh, we, we, we were living our dream. Uh, my dream is to travel the world or was, you know, to travel the world and, and help, uh, uh, preach the gospel in villages, do these pastors conferences that my dad does all over the place. And it was amazing. Got to do that. Wasn't planning on planting a church whatsoever. And I met this guy uh, named Dre Bonnie. Dre is from Clearwater. He was a, a drug addict and heavily involved in gangs in Clearwater. And he found himself in Fresh Start. Now, uh, a little uh, deviation from the story, Fresh Start, the church I come from in Louisiana, we started and run the largest faith-based drug rehab in the state of Louisiana. The name of it is Fresh Start. It's got a 70% success rate. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, Dre's life was forever and completely and totally changed because we just teach people who Jesus is. It changes them from the inside out. And then we teach them who Jesus says they are, and it changes you know who they are it changes everything about them dre met me and he he asked me after god had changed his life he said david you know he calls me d he said d would you would you mentor me and i said dre jesus is your mentor bro i i'll be your friend and teach you what i know so i pull him into ministry with me and he pulls me into music with him and uh and he asked me to start praying for his family back home in clearwater and a lot of his his old friends and stuff that are living the same lifestyle so i began to pray well, the crazy thing is prayer actually works. About three months later, he calls me and says, hey, D, would you uh, would you talk to one of my one of my my boys, one of my friends? Um, so he puts me on the phone with them and they I begin to minister to them and they mm-hmm. begin to weep under the power of the love of Jesus. Well, there's a principle in scripture. That principle says where you see God at work, that's your invitation from him to join him in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. About six months later, through some miraculous God things. God told me to pick up my family, move to Dre's hometown, wherever that was, and start a church. And then he confirmed it over and over and over. Wow. I go home. I tell my wife. I was going to say, that conversation, <laughs> that first conversation. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So I go home. I tell my wife, because God had confirmed it in multiple different ways. Right. And so I go home. I tell her what happened with Dre, everything that happened there. And, and she said, baby, she's an amazing woman. I am who I am because of her, because of her prayers. And... um just her faithfulness. She said, baby, this is God. Wow. That is strong. You know, it's God when God tells your wife, right? (laughs) I'm Bill Carl. We are talking with David Phillips. He's the pastor of Real Church. Their very first services in Clearwater at Clearwater High School Auditorium coming up September 16th. First service is at 10 a.m. and then at 1130. You can learn more at realchurch.us. That's realchurch.us. Going to catch up more on this story with David here when we come back on the Bill Carl Show here on Faith Talk 
This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. In 1889, Asa Kendler became the sole owner of the product we now know as Coca-Cola. When businessmen from Chattanooga approached him about a license to bottle the new drink, he sold them that right for $1.00 no doubt to his everlasting regret. It's not uncommon for people to devalue something of great worth. The New Testament speaks several times about God having deposited the Holy Spirit in the life of every Christian and then warns about doing anything that would debase such an infinitely valuable gift. If you're a Christian, remember your value and the value of what you have been given. And this is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover how God values you on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. Good news, ladies. Ugly brown spots on your skin might feel like they're the end of the world, but they're not. You can fade those brown spots from view with Dr. Perry's Night Skin Cream. New customers can try night skin free. Diminish the appearance of brown spots on your face, neck, and hands. Try night skin free. Call 1-800-509-4152. Pay only shipping and handling. One per household. Call for your free night skin. Call 1-800-509-4152. That's 1-800-509-4152. Ever get something in your head? There's nothing you heard or something you read. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Today, the kids didn't want to get up for school. 
because mom was fresh back from her girls' trip and they wanted to hang out with her. Maybe your kid doesn't want to go to school because, well, it's not a great school and you're ready for a change. You can get half off your first year's tuition at a private Christian school at ChristianTuitions.com. David Phillips is the pastor of Real Church, a brand new church plant here in the Tampa Bay area. David, who do you envision walking into the doors of Clearwater High School Auditorium on September 16th to the very first services of Real Church? What if, you know, there's this family, maybe it's your friends that, you know, think of them, put them in your mind's eye that they haven't been to church in 10, 15 years, or are they've been going to church and just off and on, maybe a Christers, you know, the Christmas and Easter uh, services, and they drive, they drive up to Clearwater High School to real church, and they've just gotten done fighting, you know, and, and, and they're just doing their Sunday morning routine. They drive in and as they open the door, there's, there's these parking lot greeters and things that are smiling and waving at them. And it just seems genuine. And well, let me key on that genuine. I mean, I just think from the greeters to everything that happens after that, that has to be the tone, doesn't it? It absolutely does. I mean, I think people just want something real. So, you know, it's been our motto since, like I said, since I was a kid, I'm a real person living a real life for a real Jesus, having a real good time. So take us, take us into the, into this service, take us into the, the worship and the, and the, and the sense of belonging there. Yeah. So this, this family, as they get out, you know, they're, they're greeted by the, the parking team. They go in and they see this, they see bubbles and, and excitement, you know, for the kids and the kids are like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And they begin to check their kids into this safe, fun, exciting atmosphere for the kids ministry mm-hmm. where they're, they're ministered to and showed the love of Jesus and the parents know that it's safe so they can leave their kids there, but they actually get to leave their kids for an hour and five minutes, an hour and 10 minutes, um, which is amazing for parents. As they walk through, they see people holding these signs that, uh, that say that, you know, real love, that you're welcome here. We're glad you're here. And they see smiling faces and people welcoming them. And they know that these faces aren't just painted on, but there's something deeper there that they've yeah. experienced and they want. As they walk in, they see, you know, free coffee and donuts and, and when when they taste the coffee, it's actually good coffee. It's not cheap, you know? And then they walk into this auditorium and the auditorium is lively and fun. There's excitement and they see the band kick off and there's lights and fog and, and they look and it, it, it almost looks like a concert, but yet as they see the band playing, it's such so much more than a performance. It's almost as if the people that are singing these songs actually believe them and sang them in the closet, <laughs> sang them at their, in their own homes, you know, in their own alone time, worshiping God with everything that they had. And this is just an outflow of their daily lives. Mm. So as they're listening to this worship music, they're, they're almost drawn in to begin singing and they begin to feel the tangible presence of God and know that there's a deeper love and a deeper peace than they've ever experienced in their life. As the music ends and, and the speaker comes up, either that, whether that's me or that's my wife or, or someone else speaking that day, they feel and know that, man, it feels almost as if God's speaking right to them and it's loving and uplifting and shows that they have value because it's the kindness of God that leads a person to repentance. Maybe in this service, this time, they don't actually give their life to Jesus. But as they walk out, they see the same kind of love. They get their kids and their kids are like, Mommy, Daddy, we have to come back next Sunday. I mean, this was amazing. We had so much fun. They get in the car and there's an aftertaste in their in their brain, an aftertaste, a feeling that, man, I just experienced something that I haven't experienced in a long time or maybe ever. And they, they talk about it. You know, we need to go back next Sunday. The next Sunday, 
they wake up and they remember their, their kids come and say, hey, are we going to church today? Are we going to church today? They go back and experience the same kind of love, the same kind of after, aftertaste. About four or five weeks later, they end up giving their life to Jesus because they've just been around his love in such a way that that impacted them in a real way. They make it home and they continue to go to the church Sunday after Sunday, six, eight weeks later, they find that the atmosphere in their home is beginning to uh, mirror the same love, joy, and peace atmosphere that's in the church. The next you know, a couple weeks later, they find on Monday morning or Monday evening, Tuesday evening, they're op- actually opening the Bible and beginning to read and hear and understand that God speaks to them in just the same way he speaks to the pastor. There's no difference there. They have the same Jesus inside of them. The same power that rose, Jesus, uh, rose him from the grave is living in them, and they can hear his voice because they have a relationship with him now. Next thing you know, not only is the culture of their home changing, but now they're going to their jobs, and the people at their jobs are noticing that there's more joy and more peace and less stress in their coworker. And so they begin to ask, what's going on? What's going different? And instead of, hey, you got to come to church and see this thing, they begin to tell their story about what Jesus doing is in their heart because it's more of a go and tell instead of a come and see. And next thing you know, they're leading their coworkers to Jesus just because of what God has been doing in them. See, I I see real church as a church that's so genuine and so real that it helps to change the culture of your home. It helps to change the culture of your job and empowers you to be Jesus to your world. I see that's that's real church. Wow. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) My goodness. I'm wow. That is strong. And uh, I I know as you listen to David Phillips talk about that, that has to stir your heart. Uh, as well. And so if you're looking for that place to belong and what he said is something that went right to the core of who you are, maybe you want to be a part of Real Church, which begins September 16th at the Clearwater High School Auditorium, 10 o'clock service in the morning, of course, another one at 1130. And you can learn more at realchurch.us. I'm Bill Carl. Uh, It's just, I know the conversation is good when it goes quickly and the minutes have just flown by as we've had this conversation, uh, David, let's say you and I sit down three years from now and take a look back at real, really for you has been over a year long journey that God placed in your heart and then a year in Clearwater and, and working with uh, Pastor Aaron and, and everything that you've done to be faithful to God's call to lay that groundwork. Three years from now, as this period ends and then you begin that, what, what and I say, what happened? What do you what do you hope to say about that? Yeah, that that goes back to our vision and mission. Uh, I'm excited about it. See, real church, whatever it takes for we'll do whatever it takes for you to know love and live purpose. Number one, by engaging the culture with the love of Jesus. Number two, by equipping the believer. Because once you're engaged, you come to know him, you know? But but then by equipping that, equipping the believer to engage the culture with the love of Jesus. Then number three, which is where we'll be in three years, is empower the ready Mm -hmm. to live their purpose. So we want to give our lives so that other people can live out their God-given dreams, their God-given purpose. I'm praying God sends us business leaders, pastors, ministers, missionaries, Walmart greeters, people that have a, a dream, and and we want to lay down our lives so that they can live that out. I want to plant other churches um, with with some of the people that God sends us. I want to I want to send people overseas. I want to I want to send people around the nation. I want to help other churches to launch and to launch strong uh, because that's what we are doing and what's what we're going to do. And and I, I don't care if that's a 
a church with a different name three miles down the road. It's not my kingdom. It's his. If, if, if God sends them to us, we're going to train equipped with what he's trained and equipped us with. And we're going to send them out and be radically generous when we do it. I love that spirit of servanthood and that spirit of humility. I think, and I'm seeing that among a lot of younger pastors these days, it seems like uh, guys like Aaron Burr and guys like you who are like, listen, we, as long we don't care who gets the credit as long as Jesus is glorified and people are changed. I'm just thankful for our time today. And listen again, as you've listened and maybe you've been sparked in your spirit Check out realchurch.us or realchurch.us is how you want it said. There and, we go. And yeah. now, yeah, realchurch.us. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and check out what uh, David and his folks are up to. And again, September 16th, Sunday morning services at Clearwater High School, 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. So great. So great. Uh, listen, we've got more to come on The Bill Carl Show. Thank you for listening. You can also listen using Alexa. Pretty cool. We'll be right back. Again, I say goodbye to you. Hold on tight. So good to hurt so bad. So sad to ride away. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Tropical storm Gordon has disrupted some oil and gas production in the Gulf of Mexico as the system nears the coast. The Federal Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement says workers on at least 54 production platforms have evacuated ahead of Gordon, accounting for about 9% of the oil and natural gas production in the Gulf. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice is praising Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, saying he listens especially to those with whom he disagrees. Both Rice and Kavanaugh worked for President George W. Bush, Rice describes Kavanaugh as, quote, really, really smart and hardworking, unquote. She says he makes those around him better. On Wall Street, a down day as the Dow dropped 12 points to close at 25,952. The Nasdaq lowered by 18. The S&P declined 5. Crude oil up 7 cents today. More details at srnnews.com. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, oh, your repair is free. Let's face it, we live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications. Here in Florida, with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors, it's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for, or they're not licensed at all compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. Not only are Mr. Sparky electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-SPARKY. From the acclaimed director of God's Not Dead. I regret to inform you that your husband was killed in combat. When she lost her husband. He chose to save me rather than come home to you and your daughter. She lost her way. On September 7th comes an inspiring story about the power of family, faith. I'm not giving up without a fight. Courage and hope. He will show them that nothing is impossible. God bless the broken road. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters September 7th.
Welcome back to the Bill Carl Show. It is, um, <laughs> it happened, Mike. I lost my mind. It's 536. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.5 or 102.1 rather. Hey, great um, resource for you right now. Let's talk faith.com from Pastor Robert Jeffress. It's the Elijah map. And it really does kind of give you a pictorial view, a map, if you will, not just of the geography, but of the events of the life of the prophet Elijah. And if you'd like to uh, get into that and have a look and see where it all happened and how it happened uh, right up until he's taken up uh, alive into heaven, you can go to letstalkfaith.com and pop in the keyword map and download that for yourself today. Uh, Joining us from Focus in the Family, and Bruce is kind of becoming our go-to legal resource here on the Bill Carl Show. Bruce House Connect uh, joins us. Bruce, uh, not too long ago, we talked about uh, Catholic Charities in Buffalo ending uh, adoption and foster services uh, for because of the you know sanctions by the government allowing or forcing them really to uh, to allow that with gay couples. And then before that, we talked about Roe versus Wade with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, to the Supreme Court, and that now has uh, started into the confirmation process, and there were fireworks today on Capitol Hill as this began. The Democrats really uh, very uh, obviously planned with protests and and a lot of bureaucratic uh, delays going on here. There was a point at which John Cornyn of Texas just said, hey, this is this is mob rule. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it took all of 10 seconds uh, for the hearings to get hijacked by motions to postpone and continue it to another day. Um, and apparently there was a very orchestrated attempt by uh, the folks on the Democratic side of the, of the table to really uh, rattle, rattle the proceedings and see what they could, see what they could do. And, and then uh, somebody called their bluff because NBC had already reported that there was a a conference call the night before with uh, uh, with Senator Schumer, and they had all agreed to uh, try to disrupt or uh, otherwise uh, stop the proceedings from going forward. So, for I, I counted, it was over an hour between the um, motions to continue, plus the code pink protesters that were jumping up at every five minutes and and yelling and and uh, screaming at the at the entire room uh, before being escorted out by police. It took over an hour before everything settled down into what you'd usually expect of a Supreme Court nominee confirmation hearing. But that that first hour, hour and 15 minutes was, it was anybody's guess as to where that was going. Well, and it's, in a sense, it's understandable because I think both sides realize this. If, If the Democrats take the House in November, and and there's an outside possibility they could capture the Senate. I don't know that that would happen, but there's an outside chance. There's a lot that they could undo. They can go back and they can look at tax reform and they can look back at executive orders. And there's uh, armed services. There's so much that they could revisit and remold. But once you choose successfully a Supreme Court justice, as this administration already uh, has, uh, now you're in a place where that's – that's kind of the next 30 to 40 years easy, and there's not a lot can be done about that. Right. You know, the founders, 
they created an interesting separation of powers issue here and checks and balances. You know, you have an independent judiciary, but they left it up to the political process to confirm uh, nominees. And so you can't help but have politics dominate the uh, confirmation hearings. And, of course, starting with the Bork confirmation back in the 80s, it's gotten progressively more and more political. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think today hit a new low uh, in terms of the attempt to obstruct the, even the beginning of the hearings, which t- today all it is is speeches by each of the committee members. Well, we've, and, we've just got a, a couple of minutes. We've kind of had a, a different kind of program today, and we're, we're running uh, – our time's running a little bit differently. I, I know that one of the things you and I talked about was Roe versus Wade a few weeks ago. Brett Kavanaugh could be the 5-4 – uh, vote to render that decision null and void, which, of course, for the left causes a lot of big problems. Um, talk about this in terms of contrasting that with really from both sides of the aisle in terms of jurisprudence. He's received some pretty high marks. He certainly has. Um, I certainly hope he, he is the fifth vote to overturn Roe. I don't know if that's a reasonable expectation because we don't know what the other uh, conservatives would do except for Justice Clarence Thomas, who is mm-hmm. on the record as saying he would he would overturn that. Um, but uh, there is some across the across the board uh, part, uh, bipartisan support for him, uh, including some some Democratic senators in deeply red states who uh, who have so far uh, refused to say they were they would vote against him. So um, it looks like he. Kavanaugh could be confirmed with, you know, 54, 55 votes ultimately. Mm-hmm. Well, and you do have a couple of GOP senators who said, yeah, I believe the senator from Maine is like, yeah, we're not on board with this guy if he would advocate uh, revoking Roe versus Wade. Right. He uh, has he has said as many a count, uh, a nominee has said in the past that Roe versus Wade is of course settled precedent of the Supreme Court meaning it's been reaffirmed over and over again it's entitled to deference blah 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 but the big thing the big uh, however there is um, precedent gets overruled all the time uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brown versus Board of Education overruled uh, Plessy versus Ferguson which was 60 years old by that time so when the time's right Bad decisions get overturned, so that that doesn't uh, doesn't really predict one way or the other how soon Roe uh, Roe will get overturned. But uh, if we can get the court back uh, with with five decent conservatives, it could happen sooner than later. Bruce House Connect with Focus and the Family. We'll keep a pulse on this issue. Bruce, thanks for joining us. Learn more at focusonthefamily.com. Afternoons at 3. I work for him with Jim Brangenberg. I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work For Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. We're back, and uh, I got to tell you that I am so. 
I'm Bill Carl. Once again, thanks to Bruce House Connect from Focus and the Family for updating us on the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings for Supreme Court. See how that goes. Uh, We are so looking forward to the movie tonight. God bless the broken road. In the first hour, had a chance to talk with LaDainian Tomlinson, NFL Hall of Famer running back who is not an actor in that movie. And it was such a great conversation, not just talking about the movie, but talking about life in general. I thought we'd end the program today by sharing some more of that conversation with you. Well, tonight we are heading to the movies, uh, 7 o'clock tonight at uh, AMC 14 West Shore, and it's the film God Bless the Broken Road. I had a chance to actually have a look at this before you will tonight, and there's a lot of great actors in this movie. We've got Kim Delaney and uh, a number of others who are part of that cast, Jordan Sparks, and then there's the pastor, Pastor Williams, and that role played by none other than Hall of Fame running back LaDainian Tomlinson. LaDainian, thanks for joining us on the Bill Carl Show today. Thanks for having me on. So I have to say, I was previewing the film, and I knew that you were in it, but I didn't know which role you were playing when I first cued it. And they they brought on the pastor, and he's, you know, giving the message from the pulpit. And then all of a sudden, I was like, man, that is LaDainian Tomlinson with a major role. You're not just doing a cameo in this. You're You're really acting. Yeah, I had um, a pretty extensive part um, where I had many scenes where I had to do, you know, speaking lines. And I'll tell you, it was a great challenge, Bill. It, it really was. And, you know, it was something that I never experienced before, but uh, I embraced um, the opportunity. You know, it was such a great, great film and a great story that I, I know will inspire and bring hope to a lot of people. And so um, I was I was honored that I got the opportunity to do it. When you were in the NFL, and I'm on the East Coast, so I didn't see a lot of you, but every time it seems like I caught a Chargers game, you would do something spectacular. It, it looks so effortless that you almost think, oh, man, he's just a natural. He gets, gets out there and does it. But I think the real truth is that as much talent as God has given you, you had to work on that and develop it year after year after year. What was it like to walk onto a movie set and to be asked to act and to do that with some of the maybe the same skill that it took you all those years to acquire uh, to be a, a Hall of Famer in the NFL? You know, for me, I approached it in, in the way that first, like you said, God had, you know, given me this opportunity and, and really um, allowed me to to play this role for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that I thought about. And then the other thing was just portraying, even on set, when we when we weren't shooting, that I was the pastor there. So that role of being Pastor Williams, I tried to embody that role throughout my whole time of, of being, you know, there, what was it, four or five days that I was shooting my part, mm-hmm. I was Pastor Williams. I wanted everybody on set to kind of look at me as Pastor Williams, not a football player. <laughs> and so um, that was, the, that was the, the first thing. The other thing is all the things that I've learned in playing football and, you know, preparing for football games every week and studying the playbook, I kind of took that same approach, the same passion that I took as a player in, in this acting role, learning my lines, taking direction from our director, Harold Crump, you know, understanding his vision for the film. All those things is something you got to take into account when you're doing a film. 
LaDainian Tomlinson joins us today. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. The movie God Bless the Broken Road officially hits theaters uh, this Thursday. LaDainian, talk about how you connect with this story. I know that maybe you didn't have the same situation that the lead character, Amber, has, but you had some tough things happen to you growing up. I believe you you guys had a beautiful new home that burned down, and pretty soon you're out living in a shack in the country. Talk about that a little bit. You know, no one is immune to the challenges and trials and tribulations of, of everyday life, this journey of life that we go through. And certainly I had my challenges, as you mentioned, from watching our house burn down as, a, as an adolescent and then having to adjust our life to, to being in a small, basically a small shack mm. where we would have to go get water out the well to just take a bath just to cook food. Um, I remember those days vividly, and, and it, was, it was a struggle. But also the other thing is um, going through what over 50% of the families in this country go through, and that's divorce, having to, you know, see my dad walk out the door mm-hmm. and, and not knowing the reason why and, and not seeing my dad for a number of years and not knowing why, struggling with, you know, just depression of not having my dad around. All those things is, is challenges that everyday people go through. But uh, in my testimony, I'm, you know, I'm here to say that you can overcome anything if you, if you have the faith and you have that foundation in God that you can always rely on in, in times of need. That's what the movie God Bless the Broken Road is about. LaDainian Tomlinson, NFL Hall of Famer, plays Pastor Williams in this movie. Uh, LaDainian, talk about how God helped you through that time as your father walked out, as you had to really endure a disappointment in a lot of ways that's like Amber's in the movie. When did, when did God really help set that right for you? And what was that, what was that like? Well, it took a number of years, uh, Bill, you know, it was, it was tough initially, but you know, the one thing that I I think, uh, you know, God kind of put into my life was, the coaches and and even I had I had a stepfather come come on, you know, come into my life a couple of years later, but I, I think it was football really that really allowed me to kind of come into my own. Mm. Um, and and I, I was blessed to have this athletic ability to play football, and I was really good at it, and so that that helped me define who I was at the time as a kid in coming into my own, but it wasn't until college that I got a chance to to reach out to my father and really spend a lot of time with him, and these these were some of the best days I had, mm. just talking to my father on the porch one Saturday morning, you know, when football, during the off season, just spending two or three hours just talking to him and understanding his point of view of why he had to leave and and the things that he went through in his own personal life. What a precious thing that God can make those things new again and and make them better than they were. I think we all get into a place sometimes when things like that happen, we think even God can't fix this. And I think when we look at God bless the broken road and a woman losing her husband in Afghanistan, it's just always amazing to me. And I don't know why it should be. I've been a Christian for years, but God truly can fix those things that, that nobody thinks can be fixed. Absolutely. And, you know, at the time, I think human nature, as you know, as as the Bob 
Bible says we we battle with our own flesh mm. of just the human nature. Um, human nature is to question why is this happening, and we always over question. You know, well this is this is the worst thing that could happen. You know, like I can't come back from this, and and it's simply not true. You know, because that's what the devil want us to say. That's what the devil want us to think is that we can't come back from it. But you know, God, uh, God made us to to actually overcome anything that the devil puts in front of us. And I think this movie uh, inspires us to to believe that, to be able to overcome the worst things that we can possibly go through. You know, what was that like playing a pastor? I was doing a little bit of my homework, and they were just saying that, you know, you're used to kind of fire and brimstone, let's get loud preaching on a Sunday, and and this pastor's a little bit different. That's right. You know, growing up in a small country town, and, you know, I was used to, you know, pastors being real fiery and, 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 you know, yelling at the congregation and being, you know, just exuberant, all those things that we, we see sometimes from pastors. And I got on set, um, you know, thinking that that's the way I was supposed to be. And Harold, Harold Cronk, the director, says, he says, no, I want you to be loving. I want mm. you to be welcoming, you know. And, and I quickly had to change my mindset. And I went, you know, I, I've been around pastors my whole life and had a number of, of pastors that I've been a part of their church. And so I've seen both both ends of the spectrum. I've seen the exuberant pastors, and I've seen the kind, loving pastors. So I just had to take my place, um, to uh, take my mind, I should say, to a place where I did know pastors who were loving and, mm. and welcoming and, and guys that really didn't do a lot of screaming and yelling. That's awesome. LaDainian Tomlinson joins us on the Bill Carl Show. That would be me, Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. LaDainian, you've been such a great guy to to spend some time with us today. I know that you're super busy. Uh, Before we finish up today, just one more question. As, As people go to see this movie, God Bless the Broken Road, which starts in theaters later this week, what's your hope for them? What do you hope folks come away with? I just hope that they... They be inspired uh, beyond their own imagination, and that they they can just uh, that their faith will strengthen, that they will find this story is relevant, and it's is really uh, something that many of us go through, either directly or indirectly, um, being connected to our military and, and losing a loved one. And even beyond that, even if you you don't have a loved one that that is serving in our military, or, or you don't lose a loved one in battle, that you can you can question your faith, you know, in in different situations. It doesn't have to be losing a husband or a wife or what or whatnot. Questioning your faith sometimes comes from losing your job, or mm-hmm. you know, just simply something happening to your son or daughter, or you might be having, you know, got diagnosed with cancer. You know, those are things that causes us sometimes to question our faith. But understand that those are the times where you really need to to rely on God uh, and be close to God so that your, your faith can be strengthened in those times. 
Awesome. I was going to say Pastor LaDainian Tomlinson here on the radio with us today. LaDainian Tomlinson joining us. The movie is God Bless the Broken Road. Looking forward to the premiere tonight. And LaDainian, looking forward to seeing more of your performance. Thank you, Bill. And with that, it is time to head to the movies. God Bless the Broken Road actually starts in theaters this weekend, Friday, September the 7th, around the Tampa Bay area. I've already seen it listed in Sarasota, so if you're in that area, you'll be able to catch it uh, at a, a local theater. I'd like to thank all of our guests today from Focus of the Family, Pastor David Phillips. We also had on talking about Real Church, Gabe Segoin, surfing in North Korea, and of course, Ladanian Tomlinson, as he stars as Pastor Williams in God Bless the Broken Road. I'm Bill Carl. Thank you so much for listening. We're so thankful to have you along on this broken road. And I look forward to talking with you next Tuesday between 4 and 6. Up next on Living Truth, Pastor Ken Witten in the series Overwhelmed. Good night. God bless. Everything comes alive.